Joshua said, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We are going to serve the Lord. And that's not God's choice. He already gave his only begotten son to die for you and I. The price has already been paid. Salvation is free. But we have to make a choice. Amen. To follow the things of God. It's more than just praying a simple prayer and asking Jesus to come into your heart. When you enlist in God's army, amen, you become a soldier of the cross. Say, soldier of the cross. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A lot of you have realized, I don't have Margarita come down in a minute, and uh, she can get ready to share. We had a group going to Boston yesterday, and Satan Con began yesterday, he's going through the day, and I, I, I went online and looked at all of the things that was going on, and uh, all the events have been sold out that's taken place, and uh, people from all of the nation, I was hearing one lady on uh, being interviewed, she was going to get unbaptized, uh, so whether or not you know it or not, we are in warfare, in warfare. <clears throat> I want to lead, read a letter to you and, uh, from a worship leader, popular worship leader, Sean Foyt, that has concerts all over, taking territory back from the enemy. And he said this, he received a letter in the mail recently. This is one of the many letters from Satan that have been coming to my address over the last week. They are ramping up their attacks and intimidation because we, the church, are taking ground and we are a threat. Amen. We are a threat. And this is the letter, and it's behind you. It said, Dear Sean, so long ago we fell into the abyss, but not to be forever fallen. We awoke and are rising. Our servants in the Democratic Party education, the media, medicine, and science are working tirelessly to bring the kingdom of darkness to America. Sexual perversion, abortion, and prideful godlessness will sweep over this nation like a dark, unstoppable wave. Your Christ time is over. Our hell on earth will last for a hundred millennia, and our triumph is at hand. From hell, Satan. Hallelujah. But I got news for the enemy. (laughs) He's not more powerful than the blood. The blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. And folks, if you are on the, just in the middle, trying to live part in the world and part in the church, that time is over, folks. Warfare has been declared. Amen. And the righteous will prevail. Hallelujah. Margarita, come on down here and share with the group. We had a group go into to Boston yesterday. Amen. Boots on the ground from our church. Amen. She's going to share what went on with their group. Hallelujah. Good morning, church. That right there is nothing because God is on the move. The fact that they are writing these letters, they're afraid. They can stop us, they can kill us, they can stop our churches, but one thing they cannot stop is the move of the Holy Spirit. Such a powerful force. 
we actually met a pastor there from Indonesia that was witnessing on our team. He said that the preaching the gospel in Indonesia is illegal and Indonesians, Muslims, see Jesus in their dreams. Hallelujah. And there's masses, thousands and thousands of people that are getting saved in China, in Indonesia. Google it, guys. How the devil is moving, but the Holy Spirit is magnified. Hallelujah. He's moving like he has never moved before in the history of the world. Yesterday was so powerful. This weekend was so powerful. And it was so amazing how all these churches, all these Christians came together, united, five different states, all over Massachusetts, people, I don't know how, 10 countries praying for Boston. We met Christians there, like our pastors came here 40 years ago for this, it's not even Boston, it's New England that right. prayed for this area for decades. We met people there that prayed for New England for 50 years. And they stood up and told us that what we've prayed for, what we've prophesied is coming to pass today. Hey guys, it's happening. If you are not with us out there, if you are not with us in prayer, I'm sorry, you're missing out. We've seen 300 Christians that I know of sweeped, stormed the streets of Boston yesterday. We've seen 98 people that we know gave their hearts to Jesus. Five confirmed healings. We were casting out devils. We were praying in the spirits. Spirit on the streets of Boston. It was amazing. We Christians were passing their kids carrying signs saying that Jesus is Lord. Christians huddled together, 15 of them partaking in communion on the squares. One of the leaders of that organization said that five years ago I had a dream that there would be praise and worship in every major square in Boston. Guess what, guys? That came to pass yesterday. Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. It's happening, guys. It's happening, guys. Be part of it. So amazing. The, un the un united, the Christians coming together, being united, people set free from suicide. We had a lady named Anne, one of our team members ministered to, and she moved here two years ago. She gave her heart to Jesus. We're asking her, you know, how, how are things going since you moved here? Oh, like it's, it's, been, it's been bad, but today's been good. And we're like, why? She's like, because I gave my life to Jesus Christ. There was a change in her heart, guys. Amen. We were by this bus stop. And we've, um, one of our last salvations was this Hispanic man, and he did not know what he needed. But when we came and asked him, it's like, do you know, has anybody told you about Jesus? Has anybody told you that he is alive, that he still heals and delivers? He's like, no. And he's like, yes, I want to give my life to Jesus. After he said that prayer of salvation, he's like, yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for his mighty work and the move of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Come on, you can shout better than that. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So there were boots on the ground, the Lord's army. And I'm sure today also 
Praise the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. But we have to get a mindset of countering the culture that has been put forth in America by Satan. Amen? We've got to counteract that culture. And culture simply means a pattern of belief, behaviors that can shape future generations toward ungodliness. And that's what we see happening in the earth today. But again, you know, although there's a cultural revolution away from God, there's also a Jesus revolution. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah, that's going to bring in the harvest. Glory to God. Amen? Amen? Praise God. People want good things, but they don't want God things. Through media, <clears throat> through social media, airwaves, movies, whatever, everything is trying to distract people away from God and godliness. And we as Christians, we have to Hold up and be armor bearers of the truth. Say armor bearers. Because the entertainment industry is really working, and praise God, there are some Christians that are coming into that. There are some Christian movies that's being produced right now, but for the most part, in the past few years, it's, it, it's been terrible. Even, even the ratings in, in the theaters are down because people, for the most part, even normal, unsafe people don't want to see that trash. But the more it's put in front of us, the more that we'll become, uh, you know, just accustomed to it, and we'll accept things that we should not be accepting. Amen? As the church of Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter, one, uh, chapter 12, verse 2, in the Message Bible, says this, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Without even thinking. Don't be so well accustomed or well adjusted to your culture that you fit into, into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. And that's what I'm sharing with you today. You, your family, moms and dads, husbands and wives, your attention must be focused on God and his word during this time. Amen? Not to be lethargic, but be zealous for the things of God. Hallelujah. So fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognize what he wants from you, and quickly respond to it, unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down, to the level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops a well-formed maturity in you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All around us, people are full of hopelessness and they're searching. And the enemy is trying to, however the means, to, to get them addicted to to his way, to his things, to his drugs, to his culture. And if we don't watch out, the church will be slowly, it doesn't happen all at once, but slowly moved into accepting things that are not in the word of God. And you can drive around. 
Everywhere in, in see churches with a rainbow flag on the outside. What does that tell you? I wouldn't go there. Because they're denying the power. They're denying the word of God. They're not preaching the uncompromised word. There is a heaven. There is a hell. Jesus went to deliver mankind from the torment of hell. Glory to God. Thank God. How many of you are born again today? Let's look at uh, 1 Corinthians 6, chapter 6, verse 9 through 11. Don't you realize that those who do wrong will not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't fool yourselves. Those who indulge in sexual sin or who worship idols or commit adultery or, uh, or are male prostitutes or practice homosexuality or are thieves or greedy people or drunkards or abusive or cheap people, none of these will inherit the kingdom of God. Some of you were once like that, but, you, but now you are, you are cleansed. You are made holy. Hallelujah. You are made right with God by calling on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Culture. Culture and the church. Opposites. Clashing. And I know you, some of you have family members that are in deeply into the culture of the world. And when you get together, there's apt to be clashing because you are light. You are love. You're filled with God and his presence. And they are still in the kingdom of darkness, thinking their thoughts according to the culture and the dictates of the enemy, the God of this world. But say, we are different. Amen? We are different. Glory to God. I want to read to you a, a portion of scripture. Now, some other headlines just recently, I looked up last night, and some of these have been out, of course, for maybe a few days or a week or so, but these are the things that came up on my search. Talking about culture. Our children must be protected. The family unit must be protected. Hallelujah. Boston Children's Hospital director calls for a drastic increase in capacity for gender surgeries for minors. That's Boston Children's Hospital. The Pentagon doctors claim seven-year-olds can make decisions to be injected with hormones and puberty suppressants. Think about that. In March, this is past March, California introduced a bill currently being reviewed by the state senate where students can be admitted into a group home without parental consent with the approval of school counselors. Some of you want to fight, don't you? Should have passed out boxing gloves today. Hallelujah. The one that was on Flashpoint just this past week, Washington bill to allow transgender interventions on minors without parental consent. And that was Senate Bill 5599, and actually it's on the governor's desk. I don't know what he's done or if he's done anything about it, but it's been passed, and the only thing that will stop that is, his, is him vetoing it. So we need to pray. Amen? We need to pray. 
And there's so many more things that we can talk about. You guys know what's going on in the world today, in America. This is a godly nation. It was dedicated to the Lord. And the church is taking it back in Jesus' name. Amen. The church is taking it back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, one of the scriptures that's not read much is Romans chapter 1. Say amen to that. Do any of you know what Romans chapter 1 says? We're going to read it. The funny thing is, a lot of churches, a lot of Christians, they look at Romans and they rip it out of their Bible. Oh, I'm hurting some religious spirits this morning. When it's done every week from pulpits. I haven't done this since I was an associate pastor. <laughs> well, you know, I don't believe this. It's, you know, I love my Bible, but let's not go here. This is an expensive Bible, by the way. <laughs> pastor, I got so many. I had a hard time picking one to rip up. <laughs> Did you get that on video? You want some more? Well, we don't like the Ten Commandments, so. Oh, that was God's word. They got mad at me for standing on the Bible. Are you going to stand on? Yeah, I'll stand on the word of God. Do you know the word of God isn't anything but uh, some paper unless you get it on the inside of you? Amen. Amen. And it'll change your life. Hallelujah. <laughs> God's word is powerful. That's right, just a book sitting on your coffee table is not going to change your life, your family, your kids, or anybody else. It's when you pick it up and read it, it's going to change you from the inside out. <clears throat> but you don't understand, God is different now. Where you read that at? God says, I'm God, I change not. He doesn't change. If once something was wrong in the old covenant, it's wrong in the new covenant. We're just under grace. Thank God for that. Amen. Romans chapter 1 shows us the society that we're living in right now. Pastor Mike's been teaching on the end times. Come tonight. He's going to continue. Part two. We're closer to coming to the Lord than we ever have before in the days of Noah. So shall the Son of Man appear. But God shows, oh, look at this. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth. And there's churches that suppress the truth. Wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he made it very obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities. 
his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God, or at least not knowing there is a God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they begin to thank up. Now, now this is where we are today. They begin to thank up foolish ideas of what God was like. And as a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. Wow. That's in the B-I-B-L-E. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to whatever shameful things their hearts desired. And as a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. We've seen that happen. So they worship and serve the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty that they deserved. How many have heard of AIDS? And other things. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness. Sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and have no mercy. They know God's judgment, justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. And worse yet, they encourage others to do them. Come on, let's party. Come on, let's do this thing. It's okay. God is a God of love. God just loves everybody. Yeah, he loves. And, and, and let me say this as pastor. We love, we accept anybody to come to this church. But we might not agree with their lifestyle. And we want them to come so they'll get delivered from that lifestyle. Come on. But we're not going to compromise the truth of God's word. Amen. We're going to rip any more pages out of the Bible for anybody. If it's in the word, it's staying in the word. And we're proclaiming the word. We're a full gospel church. Amen. From A to Z. Hallelujah. And if you're concerned about your families, we have some mom and dads here. You've got to be more vigilant than you've ever had before. And your kids might not like it. <laughs> but you are protecting their lives, eternal lives. Come on now. 
I remember in Genesis chapter 18 when Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed by fire because of the sexual sins that were taking place in that city. It was an abomination to God. But God said this to himself, should I hide my plan from Abraham? The Lord asked. That's something that the Lord has to ask himself that, huh? Oh, God's a wonderful God. For Abraham will certainly become a great and mighty nation and all the nations of the earth will be blessed through him. I have singled him out. And I believe God's singling people out today. The true church of the living God. That he will direct, now look at this, I have singled him out so that he will direct his sons and their families to keep the way of the Lord by doing what is right and just. Amen. Then I will do for Abraham all that I have promised. What was God saying? I know Abraham. He's going to teach godly principles to his offspring. Hallelujah. He's going to pass this heritage down. He's going to guard. He's going to protect. So, yes, I'm going to tell him what I'm going to do so he can uh, let his nephew know so he, he and his family can escape the coming judgment. But the character, we talked about a different spirit last week. Abraham had a different spirit because God knew that he would direct his household, not his household direct him. Come on now. God never intended for the household to direct the head of the house. Amen? Or the parents, husband and wife, they become one. God, it was God's idea to establish the family anyway in Genesis. Read it. God had not changed at all in, in anything. Hallelujah. Now look at Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we, we use this at different times. In verse 7, it says, Write these commandments that I have given you today on your hearts. Get them inside of you, and then get them inside of your children. Get them inside of you. <laughs> Amen? You can't act one way and teach your children another way. They're going to follow what you do, not what you say. Amen? You can ask generations. I mean, when, when I moved back here, things have changed a lot. I mean, when I moved back here, everybody smoked. It was just a generational thing. Mom and dad smoked. Grandma and grandpa smoked. Their ancestors smoked. We were a smoking bunch of people. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. When I moved back here and I went to home Bible studies and, and uh, you know, secondhand smoke is terrible. <laughs> but everybody, everyone, it was a natural thing. Thank God that, that people are beginning to, they, they have uh, waken up to the fact that, yeah, it can cause cancer and so on and so forth. So smoking is being outlawed in restaurants and airplanes and so on and so forth. Hallelujah. How many remember the day when you had sections in the restaurant was non-smoking? <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, <clears throat> it says, write these commandments that I have given you today on your hearts, get them inside of you, and then get them inside of your children. 
talk about them. Oh, Dad, do you have to talk about that again? (laughs) Mom, do you have to talk about Jesus again? Do we have to have this devotional time again? I want to watch something on TV. Or Facebook is waiting for me. Or Instagram. TikTok. Whatever. Nothing is more important than the Word of God. Because the Word of God is not going to save, I mean, it's the only thing that's going to save you. Social Social media will not. Talk about them wherever you go, wherever you are, sitting at home, walking in the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night. Tie them on your hands and foreheads and remember uh, and inscribe them on the doorpost of your house and your homes and on your city. We've got to get involved and stay involved with what is happening. I think a lot of the church is really clueless, honestly. What is really taking place? And we've talked about, you know, Satan is real. This thing that's happened in Boston is real. I mean, this lady on the, on the, on the radio that I heard yesterday, I mean, she was serious about getting unbaptized. She truly wanted to be a follower of Satan and not a follower of Jesus. And so we have to guard our household, sprinkle the blood on the doorpost. Be like Joshua, say, for me and my house, I am going to serve the Lord. Listen, adults, you need to know what's coming into your house. Come on. Because we've all been kids. We've all been teenagers. We've been there, and we've done that. Some of you have done more than that. Come on now. But we're talking about we're on the end of the end times, and evil is even stronger than it's ever been before. Parents, you've got to watch out what kind of friends your kids are hanging with. (laughs) It's funny, my daughter is just a woman of God. And she said, you know what? Some of these young people, they want to date this person or date that person. They need to get a background check on them. See if they're working, they have a job, or see what they're doing. I mean, that's wisdom. <laughs> that's wisdom. I mean, I mean, even way back, we've seen guys come into the church and, and acted like they got saved and loved the church, married some church girls, and then beat them up, and they ended up in divorce and all kinds of stuff. Don't be unequally yoked together. Well, that's in the Bible, too. Should we rip that out? Well, I like my friends. I, I, I love my friends. I, I just, you know, I've been friends with them for so many years. I, I, I don't want that part. I want to come and worship with the worship team. Alex is such a good worship leader. I just want to come and lift and enjoy myself. But yet again, I, don't want, I, I still want to go with my friends. No, you can't do it anymore. 
You can't be influenced by the world. What did we read? Come out among them and be separate. Hallelujah. Well, <laughs> well, pastor, I can't, I can't snoop on my kids. Who's paying the bills? <laughs> I remember my son, he grew up in church and pastor's boy, everything, you know. And, but when he got 18, mm, 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 you know, they start thinking other ways. But mom and dad said, as long as you are sleeping in this house, eating our food, you're going to be in church on Sunday. Come on now. Hallelujah. Am I picking on you today? Well, I can't, I, I, I don't feel good about going through my, my, my kids' Dresser, drawers. Why not? It's your house. You paid for them, not them. Can't believe what you can find in some of these things. Come on now. But that's privacy. Hey, there is no privacy. Everything is an opened book in our house. Show me your telephone. Show me your Facebook. Show me this, show me that. Put a block on what they can see. There are programs out there that they cannot watch things that they're not supposed to watch. You're gonna do that? You're, you're putting me in jail, mom and dad. Yep. <laughs> I'm looking after your soul. Come on now. I want you to be in heaven with me. I'm, I'm talking about eternity here. Come on. Hallelujah. We've got to be accountable. Husbands, husbands and wives, you've got to be accountable to each other. Well, you know, my texting is, you know, private. My messaging What I look at is private. No, husbands and wives, you need to have passwords to all your spouses, apps, and whatever. Amen? Goes both ways. So there has to be an accountability, and our greatest accountability has to be to God and his word. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is our accountability right here. The Bible. Every page in the Bible. Even if you don't understand what it says, it's in there. The Word of God is alive. It's powerful. It has been written by the inspiration of God. Hallelujah. And it can change our lives. Folks, we are in warfare. We've got to stand up for what's right. Amen? And yes, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody, you know, we all blow it. We all get enticed into things. But we need to be quick for repentance. Repentance isn't a, a popular word in churches nowadays. 
But repenting simply means a change of mind, a change of of ways. I'm not going to do this anymore. And again, God's waiting for you to make the choice because you're not a robot. And you have to will yourself, I don't want to do this sin anymore. I don't want to do this activity anymore. I don't want to. And when you say, I don't want to, and I'm going to change, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit will come into your life. Oh, hallelujah. And help you. You may have tried it with willpower before, but when the Holy Spirit gets involved, glory to God. You're changed from the inside out. Hallelujah. Folks, there's no more time. There's no more room for compromise. We've got to walk the straight and narrow. Because... Jesus talked about that parable, and we don't talk about it, and that's one of those scriptures a lot of people rip out. There are a lot of things that people don't like to read anymore in the Bible. How about where Jesus talked about the straight and narrow way in the Gospels? He said, few there be that find it. The broad is a way to destruction. That's the way the masses are going. <laughs> Pastor Judy leaned over me Sunday night and said, you need to teach on the ten virgins. I said, are you kidding me? Five were ready, five were foolish. Hmm. I don't know. We don't want to go there. They were all virgins. That means in the rapture, there's going to be some Christians that might not go because some might not be ready. Mm. <laughs> it's in the Bible, folks. And if we take it out of the Bible, woe unto us because it don't fit to what we think. Like, you know, God don't understand our society these days. You don't understand. Just like they're trying to do with the Constitution, they don't understand it's not relevant today. Our forefathers didn't deal with things like we deal with today. That's why people think about God. You know, God doesn't, you know. Hey, it's the same ever since time has begun. There's been good and evil. Come on. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your heads today. And I want you, I mean, we presented some things. You've heard what happened in Boston. You see the good side, how, how people are being won to Christ. There is a great awakening coming, folks. It's here. It's beginning. It's beginning in Boston. Hallelujah. Where this country was founded. Amen. Remember the pilgrims, they were here, hallelujah. And they escaped the the Church of England because they couldn't have freedom of worship. Were they perfect? No, they weren't perfect. But they had a mission. They had an objective. And folks, we've got to be driven by a mission and an objective. Be zealous for something. And don't go tell your family that pastor ripped pages out of the Bible, okay? That'll stir up their religious spirits. 
Are you kidding me? He's going to hell. Just ask him, how many of the pages have you mentally ripped out of yours? If you're here and you are serious about the things of God, I want you to stand with me this morning. If you're going forward, you're not backing off. You're the army of God. Come on. You're not going to compromise. Oh, we like to teach faith. <laughs> we like to come and laugh and be joyous in the house of the Lord. I get pumped, and that's, that's all good. But are you ready for the battlefield? Even soldiers need some R&R. &R. There's nothing wrong with that. But we are trained. <laughs> and I want this church, you know, there's the armed forces, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, but then are the special forces, the Rangers, the Navy SEALs. I want this church to be the special forces on the ground. Hallelujah. That's first in the line of fire. <clears throat> Glory to God. That will speak with authority. Understand the blood of Jesus. Understand, and I believe that we have here at Living Word taught the Word of God to the fact that we know our authority in Jesus Christ. And we have been given authority over all the power of the devil. And nothing shall by any means harm me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift up your hands now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up these people before you. This is your army. These are your people. Greater anointing. Hallelujah. I felt that. <laughs> Equip them with the Holy Ghost and fire, the gifts of the Spirit. For our weapons of warfare are not carnal but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So receive that anointing. Come on, lift up your hands and say, I receive it, Lord. I receive supernatural boldness, supernatural courage, supernatural ability to change things around me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say this, I pledge allegiance to the Bible. God's holy word. It's a light into my path. Oh. When I was a kid, we used to pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and unto the kingdom for which it stand. One brotherhood united. <laughs> Woo, glory to God.
Oh, hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands. I don't see one person not standing. Listen, if you're standing, you haven't been born again, you need to get Jesus in your heart real quick because the devil is looking at you. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. I know I was preaching this today, and I had to drive the freeway all the way here from Brockton, and I put on the blood song. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus. Say thank you, Jesus, for saving me and keeping me in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, well, glory to God.